This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Brentford Fan Show, the latest on the bees. All the gossip from Griffin Park. Plus, you Reds getting vocal on the socials. The Brentford Fan Show with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport London, a great station for a great city. City, 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 city. Evening, Love Sport Radio, two minutes past nine across the capital. We are your home of London sport, and it's time for all things Brentford with B Sotted. Joining me in the studio is Dave Laney Lane. Hello, mate. How are you? How are you? Doing? Oh, all right. Good, yeah. Billy the B Grant is in the middle. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm, I'm very well. Thanks, pal. Good. All the better for seeing you. And we've got new blood, Matt the Allard. Allard. Good evening, how are you doing? The, the Allard. The Allard, apparently, the, okay. yeah. yeah. It's, I'm not good enough for a nickname, so I'm just, my nickname is my name. There you go, there you go. Plenty coming up on on the show this evening. We look forward to the Bristol City game on Bank Holiday Monday and chat to Rob from South Bristol about Bristol City, the unfancied T-threatening uh, team, threatening the playoff positions. A mammoth weekend of football ahead. It's a big bank holiday weekend. People look forward to this, actually. As you see, it's really weird. It's Thursday night, so everyone's already out. So they're potty mm. for it the Thursday. Thursday night, so Thursday night becomes Friday night. Mm. Obviously, we've got Good Friday, lots of games tomorrow. We've got Sheffield United, which uh, we like playing Sheffield. Uh, we, we make excuses to go up there, don't we, Laney? Yeah, we've we've had a lot of uh, like false dawns up in Sheffield as well. We've been up there a few times, and the game's been called off. We've ended up mega bussing it back, but yeah, <laughs> no, um, Sheffield United. Uh, they're, they're, a, they're a bunch of fans who, who, who we get on well with. We're going to get you know we get a couple of them coming in in a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. Um, I wish we had a few more points in the back if I'm honest with you because you know under different circumstances this bank holiday weekend would have been sort of a make or break one really you know I think we've got to say that the you know the, the playoff chances are pretty slim but you know six points and taking points off those above us who knows 
Indeed, indeed. And like I said, Mark and Reg, they're on the way down now from Sheffield, all the way down from Sheffield on the train, and they're getting off the train on the tube now, so they should be here in the next 10, 15 minutes. So we'll get them in the studio. We'll talk to them about Sheffield United and the Blaze. But first of all, what we like to do as well, we mix and match our show. And this time we're going to give you news in and around Griffin Park and the Championship as we bring you the football Village news, as we say. The football do we, do we have a jingle for that? We don't yet. Actually. We, we need to get, work on that. We get some we'll sort of um, Morris dancers. We need some jingling. Oh, brilliant! We've got the village idiots. Love it. <laughs> so anyway, listen. Um, internationals. This has been International Week, and we've had quite a few players in internationals. Have we not? Uh, first one we talked about him quite a lot. Chris Meppham. Chris Meppham. What? For three months ago. Four months ago, he was in the B team for Brentford. Three months later, he's actually playing alongside Gareth Bale in China. I mean, he must be buzzing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant story. Um, Mepham was with the B team for the last couple of years, and there's you know, great things said about him. Um, we've spoken to him, uh, we've spoken about him on the show a couple of weeks back, and he's been a regular on the podcast as a, as a topic, but um, I don't think anyone can fail but get really excited about what he's achieved, and he seems to be just taking it in his stride. I think it's happened so quickly for him, he's probably not, get, not got phased about it. Getting into the first team, getting his first call up, you know, and I just think, you know, surrounded by international players playing at that standard it's it's only going it's only going to make him better player i want to pose you a question now does chris mepham's rise into the first team into international football now prove that the b team method works i don't know if chris mepham does but I think it proved that there's definitely proof that it is working. Oh, it's working. Yes. And, yeah. um, and I, think, I think one of the key things is the B team. What the B team does is it provides the opportunity to move into the first team. And I think that's something that is lacking. And I think this is lacking all over football for um, under 23 football, especially, is a route into the first team. And I think the B team has changed that. And we, we spoke last week about us beating Man United in, in our B team fixture. This week, we've, only, we've gone and beaten Chelsea under 23s 3 0. So, there's obviously consistency there and there's, there's obviously you know that that route through or that kind of they're hungry to get into the first team and I think yeah I think you're right that Mepham alone hasn't made a made a show that the B team's working but we're also learning from mistakes you know letting Mawson go I think that we, we won't let that happen again and, and, and like I said the, the games that he played in he came on for um, the back end of the game against China which they won 6-0 obviously so he's there for a win and also he was on the bench he didn't actually play in the Uruguay game they won 1-0 I actually seen uh, Uruguay I played two World Cups now as well. I was there for the hand of and the God when uh, they played Ghana. I was right behind the goal there with all the South African fans. That was quite wicked. And I was there when England beat them in the last World Cup in Brazil. But that's by the by. Romain Sawyers as well. Romain Sawyers, a player who's really improved this season as well. He chose to play for um, um, St. Kitts. He plays for St. Kitts and Nevis and he goes out there. He's played in the Caribbean Cup and he plays in all the qualifiers for that mm. as well. Um, he played against the Dominican Republic this well, uh, this this international weekend, unfortunately they they lost two one. But again, uh, another player who is uh, uh, you got to ask a question. Obviously, you play for the country that you you come from. Do you think that maybe if uh, Sawyer's maybe held out a little bit, he may have actually been able to play for uh, somebody else, or do you think he's made the right move? Um, I think it's a difficult one, and actually, I think you can come back to Mepham a little bit about this as well, because you know Wales gave him the opportunity to play for them very very early. That. So now he's nailed on to Wales. Um, but I think, you know, if, if you're hungry to play international football, you possibly take the first opportunity that comes your way. I think you're right. I think you, you, you can um and ah, and you can, you can, you know, regret having opportunities that you've not taken later on down the line. If someone offers you, say, you know, an opportunity like that to represent your country, as long as there is kind of lineage there, I, I, you know, I don't see why you wouldn't want to take it. Denmark. 
We love Denmark because we've got a big link with Denmark, obviously, with the Michelin team that we've got. We've got lots of scouting, lots of contacts. We can pick up players from there. Quite a few of our B-teamers are in Denmark. We've got two players from Denmark. One of them is injured. Bielenso, he didn't play, but Dalsgaard, he played in, I think he played in two of the matches. We played, they played Panama. They beat them 1-0, which is interesting, actually, because obviously Panama are in England's group. Um, the shot count was 21-3, to and uh, Denmark had 64% of the possession on that one. And then the second game is probably slightly tougher. Chile, it was nil all. Uh, 11 to 10 the shot count and 38% they had on that one so it was a little I'm a bit big, I'm a big fan of Henrik I like him yeah Henrik Dalsgaard I just, I re- I just really like him He's what, if I had to pick out a breath of a player that I enjoy watching I think I really enjoy the fullbacks I enjoy watching Henrik Dalsgaard I enjoy watching Jan Barber as well he, he was an interesting signing because what he did is he brought a bit a bit more height into, height into our back mm. four we've been struggling for height defensively and one of the things Dalsgaard did six foot right back we were, you know, we were struggling to long balls to the far post, and and I think that's part of the reason he came in. I think that was, you know, one of the reasons that we chose him. I think there's a lot of fans that are kind of still a bit nervous of him bombing forward, but you know, that, that's his role. You know, he, that's what you want from a fullback. Don't yeah, yeah, it is. But as long as they're defence, I, I think. I think the thing is, I think we've we've struggled really with our defence generally since we've been in the championship, and I, I just think that as fans, sometimes they just want them to sort of bolt down the defensive duties first and foremost. Most before they start, you know, bombing up. But you know, if he's confident to do it, he's he's, he's an, another international player. So you know, and one international player we just to talk about is Makochko. Uh, South Africa, who played in the Four Nations final. Um, that was um, in the semi final, played in Angola, um, Zambia as well, and they won uh, in uh, six five in the penalty. So they won, they won a cup. They won a cup in South Africa. So he's come back with some silverware from South Africa. The general. The general, indeed, as well, like, you know. Um, which is, which is, again, which is, which is again, good. You know, I, I'm not quite sure of the calibre of the teams that, that played, you know, and how, how strong those, they, they, those teams are. But you can, only, you can only beat who's there, mate. Laney, trophy's a trophy. This is Love Sport Radio. 0208 7025 At Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Come on and have your say about Brentford this evening. I'm delighted to say that Stoke and Birmingham City have apparently agreed to stop paying people with chocolate money. I love chocolate. Such a beautiful food. Love sports. A spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto tune or auto scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. A great station for a great city. Back on Love Sport Radio, talking all things Brentford with the chaps from Besotted. Now, one player that stood out for me uh, during England's game against Italy was James Tarkowski. And I thought he had a really, really good game. For someone who uh, you could say maybe was mocked, maybe underestimated, I thought he, he played excellently. And I'd love to have him on the plane to the World Cup, Bill. Uh, he had a good I mean I was at the game actually it's sort of funny when you're at Wembley and uh, it's quite difficult to see things especially when your eyesight's going as well so uh, I saw that he had a good game and the second half he was on the opposite end to mm. us I must admit I had no idea and this is a different conversation the VAR I had no idea what was going on all of a sudden the referee had disappeared off the face of the earth he'd gone off I thought there was an injury or something like that and it was ages and all of a sudden it's like oh and then there's a big cheer and then there's a penalty but um, I saw it afterwards that he stepped on his foot but other than that you know he seemed to be mopping up and doing really well and also the good thing about Tarkovsky um, he, he plays the ball he's able to he's comfortable on the ball he plays the ball he can take the ball he takes the ball out um, he's a he's a ball playing centre back which is a uh 
which comes from our team. And, you know, like we said, you've got to give Brentford credit for a finding him from Oldham, developing him and taking him to the next level. And also say, by the way, he's going to play for England. So we're going to stamp a whole load of extra money on it if he goes to play for England. And yes. Good business. Indeed. Yeah, I was, I was impressed with him. Um, I think it was, it's always a bit difficult to judge when you haven't got, you know, Italy weren't exactly bombing forward at him and stuff like that. But when he had the ball, he looked really comfortable. Is that necessarily what you want from a defender? I don't know. I think England fans might be having a nightmare if him and Stones are both playing and, you know, passing the ball around at the back and stuff like that. I'm not sure England fans particularly want to see that. Kyle Walker also playing that, you know, he, he can cover him. Tarkowski's maybe not the quickest. Um, I, I thought it was a good, I thought he did really well. Didn't look out of place. Um, and, he, and he looked really fit as well. I thought, you know, he, he stepped up fitness-wise since since he played for Brentford, for sure. Yeah, from from what I saw, he, he had a, he had a solid debut. Um, I know there was a, you know the penalty decision at the end that didn't go his way. Some people said he's let his country down because of that. But um, no, it, I, to get the windfall from Brentford fans, I think is probably you know really nice touch because you know Tarky didn't leave. Um, Griffin Park in, in, a, in a good way mm. and his relationship has been sullied significantly so, Why is that then I mean well, people might not understand so but he was about to you know Burnley were after him that's what obviously they got they got their man and Brentford were due to play them on Sky on a, on a Friday night um, and he decided he wasn't going to play so he went on strike te- technically went on strike um, that's the way not it was perceived cool. no it's, it's, it's not it's not a gracious thing to do and obviously you know up until that point he'd been part of our promotion team and, and, and you know he was one of those players that had helped us go to the next level and he'd, he'd undone it all just just you know he, he would have ended up at Burnley anyway I'm going to ask you as well I mean obviously Tarkowski was at Brentford and you know then they would take the credit for it you know even though he might have gone on strike but hey he's played for Brentford we move on we've got the money for it also we've got the plaudits but I'm just wondering can you think of any other players who played for Brentford moved on and then played for England uh, Andy Sinton I can remember Indeed. And you seen in? anybody else? Oh, you're catching me. You, you, That's you, a you tough got me question. Here. Come on, yeah. Give t- I, I wouldn't. I would usually. I'd be very good at something like this. I got the only Cornishman to play in the Premier League the other day. Who's that? Nigel Martin. Ah, okay. Yeah. Indeed, he's, indeed. He's the only Cornishman. Uh, but yeah. uh, but was, I just. I don't know. There was a few. I mean, there's Bill Slater in 1954. Uh, I think it was. You know, Peter Broadbent in 1951. Tommy Meehan in 19. Sorry, my parents weren't born then. <laughs> 23. Jack Cook in 1920. But to be we go backwards here, aren't we? Yeah, we're right, going okay. forwards. But, but okay, I thought you meant recent history for us. I'm saying there aren't many recent history, but if you want to sort of cheat a little bit more, which you, which you have, yes, which I have, <laughs> you could take Alan Devonshire, oh, right, who actually played reserves for Brentford, then he played for it. About, oh, oh, well, Le- Les Ferdinand, Les Paul Ferdinand, Merson. still played Paul in the Merson. shirt. Yeah, Paul Paul that's all that matters. Yeah, Paul Merson, Ron yeah. Greenwood Did as well, Paul manager, but and also really cheap, Robbie Cook, um, England C. Cook. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Terry Hurlock as well. <laughs> if you're going to go, if you go, oh. England B, Terry Hurlock. Yeah. Anyway, listen. In- talking about future of Brentford players I can't predict who's going to play in the future no, no. <laughs> we talk about the B team again you know we love talking about the Brentford B team Brentford mm. B team is, was formed because we shut down our academy because we were losing lots of players from it or losing players and money and we decided to set up players who could sign a contract and we will develop them and we've played lots of games this season as well they've done really well and on Tuesday or Wednesday I think it was they played Chelsea and we beat Man United last week and this week they played Chelsea and they beat them 3-0 goals from Judge um, Ogbeni uh, who we recently signed from Limerick Chino and, and uh, Reese Cole as well scores, and again scores when he wants does yeah, Reese Cole that's right and I just want to sort of kind of just quickly just wrap up about the B team this season I was just looking through who they've beaten Man United Rangers Man City Benfica Chelsea twice 
Dulwich Hamlet. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, Everton, uh, Muff, um, that's Bournemouth. Uh, Leisure, Warsaw, AC Milan, Inter Milan, Reading twice, including the 9-1 game, which they weren't happy about because we had a lot of first-teamers in that one. Barnet twice, Wall, Shamrock Rovers and Swansea. So it's a pretty uh, pretty half-decent sort of opposition that they've been smashing around the place, isn't it? Yeah, um, I'm quite happy with that. If it was the A-team, to be honest with you. But uh, no, it just shows you what, you know, we, we have got some strength in depth and we just need to make sure. I know, I know that we spoke to the DOFs last year and they, they talked about these non-negotiables. So so many players from the B team have to make the transition from, you know, into the A team. And it's going to be interesting how we use the, the, the remaining fixtures this year to maybe blood blood a couple of new ones. Well, the only thing is, of course, if it's if they've got to play eight games or something, eight eight. Um, games have got to be played by B team players. Methams ticked them all off already. Indeed, and so we, we chatted to Phil Giles, who's the Brentford director of football. And interestingly, he talked about you know we're saying Look, when we get these new players in, and Phil Giles actually talked about what Brentford's thought is about bringing new players in to the team. A lot of people are saying wipe them first nine games off the board and we would have been right in there. Uh, I know that you've got all your stats and all your, your very, very clever people adding things up behind the scenes. Is that where it's looking for you? Um, yeah, I mean, you can't <laughs> you can't really wipe the first nine games off. I mean, I actually thought we were good enough to get nine games as we have been in the rest of the season. We haven't turned enough of those draws into wins. We haven't been... Uh, you know, we, 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 there's been opportunities for us to take. We've had a bit of bad luck. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a combination of we need to be a bit better and also... I don't think we're the 11th best team in the division. I think we should be higher than that. But uh, hopefully, the, hopefully we'll get a bit of luck and we'll improve for next season. Interesting. You say we should be higher than that. Where do you put us in this league, really? Um, like if we'd been in a top six now, I don't think that would have been. I don't think anyone would look at that and said, "Well, that's that's wrong," you know. Um, but I think there's a few teams. There's a lot of teams who are in and around the same level could probably make the same argument. So I think if Sheffield United don't make the playoffs this year, I think they could say they were unlucky. I think Preston have done extremely well. They're like us, right? Preston, they're small budget and you know recruited really well and, and, and deserve to do really well this season so if they don't make it I think they could say we, we, we deserve to be there I think Millwall another small club you know they recruit into a style of play which is excellent for them and although we should have beaten them the week again they've, they've done really well so there's, there's a number of teams who are around our level who are all grouped in behind Wolves and you could probably order them in any any ordering but there's eight or nine of us who are probably about the same I'd say and just quickly I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about the players as well you've brought in a couple of players you know you brought in old Benny who's been sitting on the bench recently you know when we went over to Ireland we went to Dundalk and we saw them play out there and a lot of them said oh Benny absolutely brilliant player the fastest player you'll ever seen you know maybe a few things to learn but it was quite exciting to see him on the bench as well obviously also Malpay who you know he's had an okay season his first season and he's been learning the game I mean how is it for you with these new players and who are we going to see coming through I think one of the tricky things that Dean has is he's got such a big squad at the minute and that's uh, you know we obviously added players we tried to make the the squad as strong as possible but um, and then when, obviously when Lewis has come back from injury Allen's come back from injury they've struggled to they've, they've struggled to make a starting place that's just because of the competition that there is but you know you see Lewis play last Saturday and he was he was excellent he was really good so he's got a challenge of finding a way of integrating Ogbené and integrating some other players maybe from the B team as well and, and let's and, and having a look at what they're like and whether they can contribute as well um, I think that's one of the exciting things isn't it when you when you want to you, you're waiting to see what 
Ben is like. I think I, I'm like um, I'm like you, and you know, you guys in many ways. I, I can't wait to see him play in the team and actually get a sense of where he actually is. And until he plays a championship game or two, you won't actually see that. But um, yeah, so uh, that, that, that strength in depth is great in one way, but also it, when you're everyone fit, that can be a, be a challenge for teams. So hopefully, you'll get a chance to play in the season, and we'll uh, we'll see what he does. Great words there from Phil Giles, Director of Football, talking about uh, Chidozi Ogbeni. We'll be discussing Chidozi and more on the Brentford B team right after this. The depressing thing about tennis is that no matter how good I get, I will never be as good as that wall. Call us on 0208 70 20 558. And don't worry, we won't harvest your data. Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. Listen to this. And now listen to this. Can you spot the difference? No. Well, this car is exactly the same as this car. But it costs less to insure because the driver saved money at aspokesmansaid.com. Aspokesmansaid.com is where you can find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers so you can save money too. Compare, switch and save with aspokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Text SEARCH to 6677 and the claims guys will start the ball rolling on your PPI search. Text SEARCH to 6677 now. You love your sport. But it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. The perfect comedy breakfast sandwich bringing home the bacon with all the sports the biggest news and a fair amount of egg on faces you like it saucy there'll be something for you love sport breakfast with ian stone weekdays from 6 a.m on love sport brent ford i mean who knew most people don't know this but brent ford really special great cars 100 percent american great this is Love Sport. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. Hey, what? Make sure you head over to 7OTB.com. Make sure you sign up as well. Absolutely free to play. Get seven right for four weeks. Win a cool million. Beat your mates and win a weekly prize. You know what? I'm thinking of starting up a league with all of our podcasters because I've been giving this a go. I'm not great, but I'm not far off. It's free to play. You pick six winners, one draw. You get it right four weeks in a row. You win a million pounds. Oh, what would we what could do with a million pounds? We could actually know what we do. Tarkowski. Two, he plays for two England games, a million pounds. We yeah, can pay it. I'd rather keep it if I'm honest with you. Head over to 7OTB.com. So we just heard the audio from, from Phil Giles and he was talking especially about uh, Ogbeni 
and 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 sort of you know how how it'd be nice to see him progress and 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 amongst other things he was talking about bill I mean, that was, again, it's a good, you know, bringing these players through. You know, obviously we've got the B-team players coming through, but also we've got players that they've brought. And Ogbeni, you know, we brought him in, in January. What we're quite surprised is that we haven't seen him yet. To be fair, he played over in Ireland. The Ireland League finishes in October. So between October and January, he hadn't played a game. So they weren't going to throw him into a B-team or an A-team game because it's, you know, they need to get him up to speed. But this was actually his first sort of, you know, professional yeah, first or first competitive game. In a, in a Brentford shirt. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit kind of surprised as well. We've not seen a little bit more from him. But I'm not going to question the way they integrate players because they seem to do it generally pretty well. So they've obviously got a strategy with Chidozi and, you know, we'll see how he used for the rest of the season I think I'm more surprised it's just it's, it's our excitement you know yeah. we've spoken when we went out to Dundalk we spoke to those fans and they kind of went yeah he, last year he was the best best player in, in Ireland in Ireland by far and, and by far so you once you once you hear that you really want to you want to see the, the impact yeah. and at the time you know the playoffs were still a possibility for us and we and you know we were losing Lasse Vibe so we we thought it might be an opportunity I think they probably thought he needed a pre-season because you know he's come off a season and he hasn't played and um, you, you don't want to throw somebody in he could get injured and stuff like that so they've probably almost given him a pre-season program and that kind of makes sense um, as, as excited as we might be to see him yeah and that's, that's fair enough I, you know, as I said I've, I've not got a, anything to say really about them integrating because they normally do a great job and Alan Judge as well just briefly Alan Judge had a, had a game and apparently had a very good game didn't he yep um, from from our reports he he looks back to his you know his full fitness he, he, he seemed to be really influential he was he was bombing around all over the pitch and you know from what I hear he's he's ready for first team first team start first team start Bristol City we're playing them on Bank Holiday Monday we're doing things back to front now so Bank Holiday Monday we're playing Bristol City and, and they, we played them very early on and it was a game which we should have won but we didn't win um, they've had a brilliant season Bristol City as you know and they're the completely unexpected um, egging for the playoffs kind of like what we were doing in sort of 2014 2015 we're going to go down to Bristol speak to my mate Rob from South Bristol. He's going to tell us everything that's going on. Rob, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm actually in London myself, to be honest, fellow. I'm an exile, but I get to all the games. So I'm uh, in, in the same neck of the woods as you guys. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We should have got you in the studio, mate. We need a few more. <laughs> uh, wrong side of town, but near, near, near enough. That's right. So listen, Rob, brilliant season that you've had. You know, you're one of the unfancied teams, but all of a sudden you, you, you've upset a lot of people, haven't you? We, we have, but it's funny. Billy mentioned it earlier that we, we were... Um, a surprise team in the playoffs. I think you need to know with Bristol City fans is it's feast or famine. So we, most of us are pessimistic. If we win a couple of games, then suddenly we're going to win Europe. We're going to do everything. So after the first half of the season, now it's been kind of we should get promotion. We should be in the top two. We should be in the top six. So I don't know that we've annoyed people. I don't know that we've surprised people. At this point, it won't be a surprise for us to be in the playoffs. It will be a disappointment not to finish in the playoffs. But I honestly think we probably won't finish in the playoffs. Hi Rob, it's this Dave here. Um, the, you had a brilliant cup run, um, and you, you really you took Man City quite quite a long way. You really really did push them. Is there been any sort of hangover from that, or you know, do you think that's given the players confidence to kind of be um, in, in belief that they can go to that higher level? Uh, well, I think it's definitely given the players belief they can do that. I mean, as you said, the way we played and took the game to them um, gave them confidence that we could play against premiership teams, as did the prior three results. But actually, for, for, for us fans, it's, it's like what you see on TV and what you hear about Bristol City. We have a very different perception. Our first three games against premiership teams, we would back up players. 
the story that's put around is the players are tired and that's why we've, our form has dropped off in the second half of the season. I, I'm not sure that's the case. There's an element of that through December, but at the moment, um, we definitely feel like we've got the players that can compete, but we're probably a couple of years away from being a serious premiership team, I would say. Um, I, you know, at this point in time, I'd love to finish in the playoffs, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. The form at the moment has been poor. Um, and I just hope we can get put a second run together because, as the Americans say, we're a streaky team. We win games, then we lose games, then we win games. So we're hoping to get back on a winning streak. Yeah, Rob, it's Matt here. I was just I was just looking at your recent um, your recent record, and it's streaky, as you say. I just wondered though, what are the? I mean, we we sometimes suffer from expectations. Our fans have massive expectations. What's it like down there? Are the are the fans happy, or are the expectations you know unreal? Uh, they're, they're unreal but like I said it's a really unusual thing with Bristol City and I, I think there's a parallel with Brentford we've been playing you guys for years I mean I go back to the 90s when we had a playoff games with you back in 96 and you know we've always been bouncing around I mean us more than you actually to, to your credit we've been bouncing around before, between the third and second tier and because of that we're always either in the promotion race in the third tier or struggling in the second tier and that means every season we either expect to fail, fail spectacularly or do very well and we don't you know football teams don't because only two three teams can go down and two teams can go up so generally we get close to either doing one or the other and not do it so our fans are either very pessimistic which they were at the start of the season after last year or after the run we put together in the first half of the season you know it was on our way to the premiership we're going into Europe so uh, the expectations are huge but it's mainly a product of the results if we'd started the season badly we would have expected to get relegated it would have been very dark doomy days but because of the first half of the season right now anything that happens this season will be a failure which no one else will understand, but that's the Bristol City nature. Right, so just quickly, so you, we had a quick chat at the beginning of the season, and you said that, um, or you, that you thought Brentford were one of the best sides that you've seen so far. Just quickly, do you think that's the same? And also, just give us your thoughts about uh, Monday. How do you think you're going to do? Just quickly. Yeah, I knew you'd mention that. So listen, I'm, I'm being serious. I've been to every game home and away, and I, Brentford, for the first two or three months, I can't think of the best team that we played. And it really, I was so amazed we got a, a point out of that game. It was just phenomenal the way you played. We lost at Birmingham four days earlier, but we ran that game. Uh, with the Brentford game, you guys took the game to us. I haven't seen us play so badly, and I haven't seen an opposition so comprehensively play us. And I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you guys. The only other team I can think that I just thought full credit was Millwall. Uh, they came to Ashton Gate. They played a very solid game. Other teams come to Ashton Gate and got a point or even got a win. But they came to Ashton Gate and played a really, you know, a brand of football I admired. They defended well, but they got forward. They probably had a chance to win the game. Um, so so on, on Monday, anything could happen. Our form at the moment is poor. Our last couple of home games, as you will have seen, we beat QPR but they're a terrible team on their day and you'd like to hear that Ipswich game the other week we were very poor we, you know, we scraped a win against the was a poor Ipswich team and kind of a month previously as everyone would have seen we were 3-0 up to Sunderland and blew it and drew 3-3 so the expectation that you mentioned earlier that now exists because of the first half of the season has caused Ashton Gate to be a very very nervous place and it's precisely the sort of place I hate to say this but a team like Brentford and you hate to hearing that sort of phrase but a team like Brentford will go to and cause problems because if you get an early goal or you cause us any problems mm. the crowd will just suck in suck in air it'll get silent and the whole thing will just fall, fall apart alright Rob ok we got it listen, see you, uh, listen see you on Monday listen to Aaron brilliant stuff Rob thank you very much for giving us a bit of an opposition view this is Love Sport Radio. Russia has the best gas? Seriously, I have the best gas, believe me, just ask my wife.
West Ham, Charlton, Spurs, QPR, Arsenal, Fulham, Crystal Palace, Brentford, Chelsea, Millwall, Watford, AFC Wimbledon, non-league. Whichever is your team, we've got it covered. The Fan Show, back tomorrow night from 7 with 7OTV.com on Love Sport. We're back on Love Sport Radio, half past nine across the capital. Uh, great bit of insight from Rob from Bristol, just previewing uh, the game on Monday. Let's look ahead to Sheffield United. Should we listen to what Phil Giles had to say? Indeed, listen, yeah, Phil Giles was talking about, because we're, listen, we're going to talk about players, you know, and we, like I said to you, Phil Giles talks about players, um, and they're going to bring in, we, who's going to be playing, I mean, who's going to be playing against Sheffield, because now we've got the opportunity to actually bring in new players, Laney, I mean, who do you think, uh, is it this I, new opportunities? N- not this game, we, we need to go as strong as we can, the, the, only, the only player that we, we know that we haven't got is, um, is Dalsgaard, I think, I think pretty much everyone else is, is pretty, pretty much fit, I'd, you know, of the, of the ones that I, I, I just think, you know, I don't think he'll, he'll be playing any surprises in this. I think it's just going to be, um, you know, the strongest possible 11. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this is the time to blood the B-team players quite yet. Um, you know, the, the, the players haven't played for 10, for, um, 10 days, mostly. And um, I, think, I think a lot of them will be really hungry to play. And I, I think, we'll, you know, he'll pick the strongest side. I, I don't think there'll be any surprises. Lewis McLeod, I think he should, should hold his place, sir. OK, and, and I mean, talking about players... There's always been a thought about who's going to play up front, who's going to play striker. Um, we've had the Malpay chat quite a lot. Should it be Malpay? Shouldn't it be? You know, he had a, a lack of confidence slightly, but he scored a few goals recently. We chatted to Phil Giles to, to ask him, what did he think of Malpay and should he be in the team? Neil Malpay, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on Neil Malpay. Uh, we like Neil Malpay. We think he's got a lot going for him. He's still got a lot to learn. Uh, a lot of the fans did get on his back, and even Dean Smith talked about it, and he wasn't very happy about it. I'm just interested, as a director of football, what is it in Neil Malpay that you see, and where do you think he's going to go? So Neil Malpay, just Brentford fans would really like to know because we really want to get behind him. We're getting behind him, but I think some fans need to understand what type of player he is and where you see he can go. I mean, he's the sort of player that you've seen already. He's a, he's a striker. He's improved through the season for sure. His play outside the box is very good. He's aggressive. He brings he brings uh, a lot of work rate to the team. Uh, he probably could have scored some more goals and taken some more chances than he has this season. I think that side of his game will improve. But it takes time, right? It takes time to learn the way we want to play to learn when you hold the ball up who you're bringing in to play what the style of play is it takes time to adapt the physicality of the championship I think he's doing that I think he'll only get better and better from here so I'm you know, I'm really happy with what he's done this season as a first season as a young player coming into the league and I think we'll see uh, you'll see a really good season from him next year as well and so there's some fans out there that are saying that they think he's not even he's league one quality at best obviously you disagree with that yes <laughs> but I mean you know, we, we, we have these conversations on a regular basis about certain players some, play, some fans weren't happy with Remain when he came in first year, second year, done really well. Um, Nico Yanaris maybe was one who, when he first came in the team, uh, fans probably looked and thought, well, he's not going to be a Brentford player. He went on loan, he came back, and, and under Lee Carsey now, Dean, he's really become a key player for us. Over time, there's been you know many, many players. Lasa Viva, right? Lasa Viva was a player who probably split opinion for a little while. Um, he could score lots of goals, but he could look a bit, you know, be quiet in some games as well. And uh, now he's left. Everyone asks, you know, we should have kept him, or we should, you know, should be, should be part of the team so I think um, I think it's a regular thing and I think most players we bring in are going to play you know improve and get better as, as we uh, as we progress so that's what we're looking for from him and it's happened before and it'll happen again 
Uh, more words there from Phil Giles talking about Neil Mopai. Uh, before, do, do you want to? Do, do we want to have a chat about that before we introduce our guests? I, I mean, I just I think you know, fair play. He said he went straight up and said some people think he's rubbish, and he went, well, I don't, you know. And I think you know, if you bring him in and, and you're the boss and you actually believe in them, and he's seen the develop, he's seen him much more than anybody else has. Obviously, he's got his flaws, but he just said to him, they take time, and I, I quite like the fact that he just picked out three or four players that people didn't have confidence in. Andre Gray picked out Vibay. You know, he laughed. He said everyone laughed at VBA for ages but now they're begging them not to sell him so this is not picking out at people but this is just an interesting because from his, their point of view they've seen these players develop and they obviously believe in him Dave said this before we've seen enough bad strikers at Brentford to know bad ones when we see them and I'm not sure that Malpe is one of them I, I, you know I, we need to give him time I didn't quite say it like that but I think that on radio that's the best way to put it yeah very diplomatic very diplomatic I I, I I, I completely agree. You got to give him. You got to give him a season. You know how many times? How many times have we got to see how we develop players before we kind of get the you know the the kind of gestation of their their career path at Brentford? So I, I, yeah, more more pay for me until the end of the season, and um, you know he, he's only going to get better. So we've got some special guests in the studio. Mark, Mark and Reg have come all the way from from Sheffield. Have you come now to be at the show? Yeah, yeah. Right now, to come on the show, Reg doesn't really want to be on the show. That's we'll fine. get her on. We'll get her we'll get, on. at some point. You know, <laughs> you know, some point. Mark, how how was the journey down? First and foremost, yeah, it was fine. Exciting yeah. times on the train. What more can you say? Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Looking forward to the fixture tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Always a good day at Brentford. It's, inter- it's funny because these guys, I mean, haven't, obviously haven't seen them since the first game of the season. It's their first game in the championship for, for a while. And we've been looking forward to playing you for years and everything like that. And we, uh, we were a bit disappointed, obviously, because we played pretty well. We didn't get the result we wanted to. You, you know, you scored the goal at the end of the day, which made it count. Um, but we had a really good drink up after the game. Well, we missed our train, and didn't we? we loved it. We missed our train, which is the first time we've ever missed our train. We had to end up sleeping at your house that night, didn't we? Which is very kind to actually put us up because we are... Uh, it was quite bad, actually, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the phone calls that went into home. Oh, yeah, I've listened the last stream home, you know what I mean? Yeah, it worked out all right, though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it so was a very, very nice curry. season, definitely. Yeah. So, listen, yeah. Sheffield United, tell us about it, because obviously, you know, you beat us at one time. You all came out, you said, Brentford play very good football. I can't believe we beat you. But after that, you went on a proper run, and you've actually had a really good season, haven't you? Yeah, it's, it's been a hell of a surprise, to be honest. I think, you know, we, we came up last season at the end of last season we were playing well we had a really really good season 100 points everyone was sort of optimistic but I think at the same time everyone knew it was a big step up and I think we were expecting to have a real struggle this season and obviously we got Wednesday in the division and, and the, the whole fear at the start of the season was that we'd be second, playing second fiddle to them throughout and and it's been a bit of a surprise just how well we've adapted I don't think we've often been outplayed there's been a couple of class sides that we've come across but I think generally we've had a we've, we've held our own in pretty much every game and it's just a little bit disappointing in the last couple of months that it's tailed off and, to be honest and I mean what is the what is it I mean obviously we know we had a bit of momentum we had some good players we'd adapted ourselves to playing a particular type of football so it worked for us when we came up um, what is it about Sheffield United which has made you <laughs> where you are well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think we, we came into the division with a lot of confidence, a good system that was working for us, the three-five-two. I think it took teams a bit of a while to work it out and to work out how fluid we were as a as a attacking unit. So 
when, when we're playing our sort of three-five-two system, we have the centre halves going forward, adding up as, as extra attacking options for the for the full backs, and generally we were we were getting forward in numbers and causing teams a lot of problems. But I think as it's gone on, sides have maybe adapted to the way that we're going to play a bit better. I think you'll agree with me when I say this, but you absolutely robbed us on the first game of the season, <laughs> <laughs> and so so tomorrow's all about redemption. Do you, you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make you pay for what you did to us? <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember you family friendly environment at the start of the season oh, no, as well in before a, that game. In a, in so a football you're wrong sense. again. <laughs> well, there's, there's confidence and there's redemption, but yeah, no, we were very confident at the start of the season. To be to be fair, uh, right? You can have your say. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. We'll be back right after this. Many people are saying the talk sport presenters have more faces than Mount Rushmore. I don't know, but that's what people are telling me. Okay, they're probably not wrong. Love Sport. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Darling, what are you doing? I'm just online trying to find a cheaper energy provider. Uh, Yes, but who are they all standing behind you? Hello. Hey there. Hi. Oh, they're from a spokesman said.com. They're helping me find a better deal. A spokesman said.com compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers in just a matter of minutes to find out if we can save you money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. And then, do you know, you know how your other half is always nagging you about how much you love football? Well, she certainly won't be nagging you anymore when your love for football wins you £1 million. Seven of the Best is the online game with big prizes. Just pick six teams to win and one to draw, and you could win £1 million. It's free to play, so what are you waiting for? Play Seven of the Best today. Check out 7OTB.com. That's the number 7OTB.com. You could visit 10, 20, 100 dealers and still not see as many cards as you would in just one visit to Car Giant. Because at Car Giant, we've up to 8,000 quality used cars in stock, all at unbelievably low prices. So don't go round the houses for your next car. Go to Car Giant, the only place for giant choice and giant savings. It's how Change for Life is about small changes we can make to be healthier. For loads of ideas to cut back fat, watch the salt, make sugar swaps or get you five a day, just search online for Change for Life. Here at The Claims Guys, we'll conduct a thorough search to discover if you ever had PPI. And if you did, well, we can deal with your bank and do all the legwork for you. But if you don't text SEARCH to 6677, you'll never know. Text SEARCH to 6677 now. The Claims Guys. This is what I know. In London, don't smile at strangers. Bad, very bad, very, very bad, nasty. This is Love Sport. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Evening, it's Love Sport Radio talking all things Brentford for another 17 minutes or so. We're here with some visitors from our, from Sheffield to here to preview the Sheffield United game. And um, I believe you want to say something, the Allard. Yeah, I just wanted to ask, um, I know you've been on a bad run, and I, and I and also know that I think Leon Clark's been injured, so he's just come back. Um, was there a link there, and, and are you going to be a different side now he's come back? 
Um, well, if he can come back into the form that he was in when he when he sort of the first quarter of the season, he was absolutely fantastic. But uh, I think at the moment it's about us trying to find a partnership up front that's working. I think the thing that really worked for us in the first few months of the season was Sharp was doing well at first with Clark. Then when Sharp got injured, he brought Brooks in and Brooks and Clark worked really well together. And then unfortunately Brooks got injured. And, and we seem to have sort of struggled from that sort of November, December period to really have a partnership that's firing up front. I, uh, you haven't mentioned Clayton Donaldson at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He he has a couple of games here and there where he's been sensational and he's come on and he's done what he does. And you guys, obviously, he's, he, he played for you. And when he's when he's on his game, he's a handful. But sometimes he comes on as a substitute more commonly than not at the moment. And actually, we seem to go a bit backwards as a result. And I think it's that frustration that I think Wilder's changed a few things in January to try and freshen the squad up, try and give himself more options. But as a result we seem to have lost that sort of certainty of what our 11 is going to be but but then to be fair I, I think you know when you when you're trying to move up that gear and you're trying to keep in the playoff picture you've got to try and do that thing but it, we, we've just had a few sort of key problems throughout the season where we had Paul Coots who got himself injured in in November when we were flying he obviously had a very key partnership with John Fleck in midfield um, breaking that up was a problem then we got um, Brooks ended up with glandular fever which was a big issue because he was absolutely terrorising defences, young lad playing really, really well. And so we kind of hit a bit of a flat spot around the sort of mid-November to mid-January period. And then you bring in the new players and that adds another little bit of uncertainty into the squad. And I think we've just struggled to kind of find our momentum. To be fair, um, the last few games, although you say we've been on a bad run, um, we haven't really played that badly until the last game. I thought we were pretty poor against Forest at home. Did fine against uh, Burnley and we got the result went down to Ipswich we had lots of possession looked like we should have won the game we controlled it couldn't find the finishing touch and the game before that we away at Fulham it was one of those games we actually played pretty well but unfortunately Fulham were a good side and they, no, they tore no, us a no, point no. in key, what, key what's periods it, what's it been like in the city obviously you know you're up there with Sheffield Wednesday again um, you're, you're obviously you've, 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 you're above them at the moment after several years of sort of being in their shadows what's, what's it like what's the buzz around the city oh it's fantastic I mean that's the thing is at the end of the day as a United fan we're having a fantastic season and I think you can feel that around the ground although it's tailed off a little bit at the end of the day we're, we're incredibly happy I mean what more does the club want we've come up we've got 20,000 season ticket holders now this season the ground's buzzing the team plays attacking football. great ground to watch football in as well yeah yeah and you Brilliant know ground. proper old old style football ground ball sided yeah absolutely mm. and and there's that sense of you know what we're, this is what we were dreaming of we were stuck in league one for a few seasons and you know what we had a lot of fun in league one but eventually there comes a point where it's like you know you're, you're playing with a few hundred away fans you haven't got the atmosphere we're now back where we want to be with decent crowds every week a side that's attacking a side that's entertaining, a side that wants to win every game, and Wednesday, Wednesday are three quarters way down the table, <clears throat> with something like 18, 20 points ahead of them so so what's there to be unhappy about as a United fan, you know, it's, it's flattened out towards the end of the season a little bit, but at the end of the day every single fan that goes to the games would have taken it at the start. Does it make you a bit more happier that you lot are doing it on a bit of a budget and and you're doing it quite well whereas the tuna kings over the road have (laughs) spent money like it's going out of fashion yeah absolutely and i think that's something that's really sort of been enjoyable about the season not just the fact that you can see wednesday with all their money sort of struggling a little bit but also the fact that sides without money have actually done pretty well this season you know you look at us bristol city the guy you were talking to before um 
Uh, Cardiff are another example of it. Aside, I would say actually, spent a I spoke to a bit earlier. He said actually Bristol City. Rob told us I spoke to a bit earlier that Bristol City actually have spent quite a lot of money. A lot of people don't think uh, they okay. have, but they've actually got a lot of bit of Wonga in there, so they've just probably spent it right. Fair enough, but I, I think there's still the sense that the sides with the big budgets haven't necessarily blown the league away. I mean, you've got Wolves at the top who obviously have. Well, when you when you have a twenty-five million pound player in the form of Cavaliero or, or, or Ruben Neves or Diego Jota, you, you're going to win the championship. I mean, let's be fair; they've got some serious players. I was at the Wolves Brentford game at Molyneux, and Dean Smith said after the game, "When you can bring on Cavaliero, a sub, as a sub." Mm. you know you're going places you know yeah. I think they've done it the right way you know that's one point I've always wanted to make about Wolves I look at teams who have gone up and have spent money on big names and have tried to gel them whereas there's someone like Wolves who have come in they've had money yes invested into the club but they've bought wisely in the season in the championship they've bedded the players together they've brought them in on loans as well and they know if they don't work it's fine we're not committed to that we're not going to do a QPR so that they can go up they'll win the league let's be fair I think they'll win the league I think their blip is over they'll win the league they'll go up and they can supplement what they've got now with a few more quality players I think they'll be a really decent Premier League outfit yeah, I agree. I think I think that's a really important point. Is that there's a sort of way that people think you can win the championship, getting the big players, strong players. But when you go up with that, you then struggle. I think Wolves exactly. are doing it properly. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it's been really noticeable from the from the start of the season. I mean, we we played them in October, I think it was, and although we beat them two two one two nil at Bramall Lane, they had a man sent off after 20 minutes, and you could still see their class. You know, I mean, we played really well that day. We deserved our win, but it was obvious you were playing a very class side and I think they've kept it up throughout the season they've played the right way they look like a quality side we've got a couple of minutes I want to get a, a bit of a score prediction Bill oh, score prediction I mean I've got the Blades in the house like you know and uh they know me the, the confidence is always there and uh, I can't go for a blaze draw or even a blaze win it's got to be a beast win I think it's 2-0 to us I could even maybe even go back to the, the last time I think we played you we had Will Grigg actually and you remember he, Will Grigg played for us and he scored two goals and I think we beat him 3-1 first game of the season I think it was. so I'll go for 3-1 I think in a, in a Griggism I love your confidence you've always got plenty of confidence haven't you Billy and I'm hoping it's misplaced again I, I've got to say I think it'll be a tight game and I'd probably go for one or maybe 2-1 for the Blades Brilliant stuff. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Thank you very much for joining us on Love Sport this evening. It's great to have you down. I hope you enjoy your stay in the capital as well. I don't, however, hope that, you know, the visit to Griffin Park is fruitful. I, I, I want Brentford to do well. No offence. Sorry about that. Lembe Opik joins us in the studio after this. Seriously, who puts cream on their scone before jam? People at TalkSport do. Losers. Wrong. Hashtag jam first. Love Sport. A spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. The perfect comedy breakfast sandwich. Bringing home the bacon with all the sports, the biggest news, and a fair amount of egg on faces. You like it saucy? There'll be something for you. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. Weekdays from 6 a.m. on Love Sport. A great station for a great city. Back on Love Sport Radio, Lembit Opic is currently threatening me at the moment. Lembit, Don't you provoke me. What's, what's coming up in the show? What's coming up was Lem Sip. Wee, I like hey. that, I like that, that is good. Who are all these men? Who are all these men? The, 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 the Brentford 
the, 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 the mighty got, beast. You've got Dave, Dave Laney Lane. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Hi, Laney. You, you, you've got the Allard. The Allard. So, the Allard. And you've got the ringleader, Billy the B. Grant. Hello, Hello Billy. How are you doing? Well, not very well. Ah, oh, no, you need the Lem Sip. Ah, get, yeah, right, get okay. Lem Bit was coming up. Three hours. Sure, yeah. no, nothing, if there's <laughs> nothing, nothing important. No, that's a little bit the end of the world. Okay. The end of the world. The meaning of Easter. Ah. The beginning of the world. Yeah. When's the last time any of you went to church? Uh, uh, 2000 and... Last, last Saturday. We, well, no, Saturday. actually... We worship, we worship at Griffin Park, yes, so right. that's um, two weeks ago. I went to a wedding in 2014 or 15. I used to go to church every because I went to a Christian school. Actually saying that, I did go to a funeral in the week, so uh, it's probably a few days uh, ago. Your yeah, daddy didn't call in. No. What's the meaning of Easter to you? Chocolate. Hang on, let me just swing this. I mean, it's a kind of chocolate for kids. <laughs> what about you, sir? It's 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 an it's a a, a Christian traditional. Oh, enough, enough. Which which wait, 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 which has been over commercialised? Okay, good answer. Because you can call in. Yeah, thank you. We'll find out what it's all about. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about um, Russia, maybe the Russia House. Nice. Ah, poison. Well, or not? Or not? What's your evidence? I have, I have it's nothing to do with me. I just, I just believe what I read. Oh, don't you back off now? Mm, okay. I won't do. Um, let's talk about something else. Music. What's hot and pop? Cheeky girls. That really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I've used my voice completely. Uh, They're twins. Uh, before you ask the I second do, question, that, you yeah. can get in touch with me. I'm here from ten. Until then, you speak to these four people. That's right. There he is, Limbit This Opic. does not please me. Up from ten. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lembit. Thank, thank you very much, Lembit. I appreciate that. Up from 10 o'clock in around uh, five or so minutes' time is Lembit Opic. Let's wrap things up, Bill. Yes, so Easter weekend was meant to be a joyous weekend for us. We thought, yes, playoffs, but it hasn't quite happened, so we just got to play it, take it as is, and, and, and uh, have some fun. Sheffield mates are down, and uh, a lot of Sheffield. I think the game's nearly sold out. I think you maybe, if you want to go to the game, you can call up Brentford and maybe get a ticket on the day, but it's, 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 it's quite close, isn't it? Good Fridays are always good for Brentford. We've, 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 had a, we've had a sort of a run of good ones. We've also got um, a football and a community um, day that's coming up where we've been asked to, asked to plug a little bit. That's Bill. right. We've got, basically, it's called the Brentford Challenge, and it's on Sunday the 15th of April. April at the iconic Sign Park. There's a 10k run, 5k run, 10k corporate challenge. There's all sorts of runs going on. 5k family run, 1k kids, yoga, Pilates, frisbee, golf, uh, paddle boarding at Brentford Lock. If you just go to BrentfordChallenge.co.uk, of those activities, what will you be taking part in? We're, oh. both, we're both going to do the 10k. I, I did it. I did this um, 2012, the Olympic one. I did this, and uh, my family won. Funny enough, I'm going to be. Yes. I'm going to be watching the frisbee golf. Actually, there is a bar there. So, Frisbee golf. Watching it though. That's quite cool actually. Yeah. When so, is that? It's on the 15th of April, like I said, the iconic Sign Park Brentford Challenge. I know it very well. Iron UK. like a lion. At Zion Park, you know. <laughs> and also that as well. Don't forget, you can check out the Besotted podcast, which is out live today. It was from, um, what pub was it? We're Prince Belusia in Twickenham. Uh, different, different green last night. We do go on rotation with the pubs that we go to. Absolutely teething tremendous, as we say. So check it out on besotted.com forward slash audio. And also, what else? Martin Allen. 
Martin Allen, who is every now and again on Love Sport, but I think he's got he's got a proper job as well now, hasn't he? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Being a radio presenter is not a proper job. No, I wasn't saying that. I was saying he's got another him, proper job. <laughs> no, I can't believe it. No, anyway, come, Martin, on, come on my show and slate. No, slate not at all. Martin you, Allen, you've been advising Martin Allen, didn't you say? That's yeah, right. I did tell him that Luton would beat him. That's right. So, but Martin Allen, listen, <laughs> he's Martin Allen is uh, he's you, manager man. of Barnet, and he needs to keep them up. But also, he's coming to our social fourth of May. Just go to the besotted.com waving hand and click on it. Tickets are literally, they're almost gone. Yeah, you can bring your tank tops. You have your Martin Allen tank tops. I'm just waiting for him to come in. I just, I, I know that I, he's, such, he's got I such a I really appreciate it because I think he's keeping, you know, you know, the gentleman's outfitter in business. I really <laughs> think he is. Martin Allen with, with that knitted woolen cotton mix cashmere blend tank top. It's brilliant. I love it. I'm not going to talk about this until after the sunshine. He looks very smart, doesn't he? He does, he, he does. He looks very smart. Yeah, he does indeed. And I, I, do like I, I actually took to wear the tank top for a bit because of Martin Allen. Did you? Yeah. How did it go? It, it, it went all right. You know, did anyone kind of, I, got, I did get some strange comments, yeah. No, but they weren't as... strange comments, they were sensible comments. Why are you wearing a tank top? Did it? <laughs> and I mean, we're, I mean, we're watching football. Aaron, you watching any football this weekend? No. Why not? Come down the bees. Come down the bees, mate. Come down the bees tomorrow. I'm here. Are you? I'm here. I'm doing scores tomorrow. Actually, funny enough, you can you can catch me all through the afternoon on Love Sport, updating you with everything going on on a mammoth weekend for the football league. It's going to be brilliant. I wish I was. I really, really do wish I was. There's some big, big games in that league. Some big games in the Premier League on Saturday. You know, uh, uh, some people say six points. They they call them six points, and then Bank Holiday Monday to start capping it off. It feels quite sad because I always feel that Easter weekend is the point you know where you start to see the end of the season it is. and, and, and oh, I don't like that part yeah, normally, normally the like sun that. comes out of this day true. normally we wear shorts don't we yeah, but I don't think there's any of that going I don't on. like that part yeah, we've still got QBR on Fulham though so our season is definitely not over you know what I'm saying because we you know Fulham we can upset them and QBR is just always a good game for us well there you go mm. there you go it's been wonderful as ever boys thank you very much for joining us this is Love Sport Radio 558M Lembit Opic is up next I will catch you tomorrow we'll be chatting all things Chelsea and all things Millwall catch you tomorrow from around two with scores it's nearly time for some real news people real news not fake news read by very intelligent people just like me that I can tell you Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.